All right, I'm here with Dr. Wendy Trubeau. She is a functional medicine gynecologist and health practitioner and the co-author of Dirty Girl, Ditch the Toxins, Look Great and Feel Freaking Amazing. Dr. Trubeau, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Joel. It's great to be here. Likewise. Uh, super excited to just jump into your story. And uh, I have a uh, fascination with toxins too. I think it, they are killing us way more than people would like to admit. And so I can't wait to dive into things with you. But you know, I'm curious, I was reading your background and it, you mentioned that you struggled with a lot of things, mold and, and heavy metal toxicity, celiac disease. I, I hear that so often from so many people and clients. And I'm just curious for you, was that something that you struggled with, which then propelled you to becoming the doctor who you are today? Or were you just always like, yeah, I want to become a doctor. And that's just, you know, I went in school, I was, I was just gung ho, and I'm going to be a doctor. But like, what was it? Yeah, how did that how did that transpire? Yeah, okay. So I never I, I come from a lot of doctors. I mean, my dad's a doctor, my uncle's a doctor, a lot of my cousins are physicians. And I really never thought I would go into medicine because I didn't think I was smart enough. Mm. And uh, it took some like, internal personal work in my late teens and early twenties to go, wait a minute, that's just a bunch of bollocks, right? Like that's just not true. So I didn't do pre-med in college. I did psychology with a minor in hotel, restaurant, travel and business. So I did that kind of stuff. And I went into sales after school, after college, and I would sit selling multimedia equipment. So we're talking, this is when you would have slides and business cards and videos. And I was selling these things and all of my clients would ask me medical questions. And I kept being like, you know, I'm your 21 year old sales rep, right? Like I was young for the grade and, and yeah. they were like, I know, but it just feels like you would know that kind of thing. Like really all throughout my life, people were asking me medical questions and I was early twenties and I was like, well, I guess I should listen to the universe because the universe is talking to me pretty loudly. So I went to pre-med and then I went to med school and um, none of my health challenges or, or my mess, my messes, none of them were the impetus for going into medicine. Becoming diagnosed with celiac at 35 was the, and being married to the human I'm married to because he was way into functional medicine way before I was. So the combo of being diagnosed by a functional medicine provider and then my husband doing that for a living, those two things were what caused me to say, okay, I'm done with traditional care. I'm going into functional medicine. And then, and then all my messes became the impetus for writing Dirty Girl and our next book, Sweaty and Bitchy, which is coming out next year. Did you say sweating bitchy? <laughs> sweaty and bitchy, man. Cause I was, as I went through menopause into menopause, I was sweaty and bitchy. And I was like, dude, we got to write another book. So we did. So that's coming that out next. Such year. a great title! I I can't wait to have you. I hope I have you back. Yeah, that. we'll talk about talk, it then, right? How we'll to navigate? It's that. basically how to navigate through through perimenopause into menopause powerfully. Doctor Trubeau, I got to say, you look extremely young, vibrant, youthful. How, it's I'm my sorry, easy ask, lifestyle. Yeah, totally easy lifestyle. How but old? Because you, you don't look like someone that would be through perimenopause. I'm sorry. I just I I was taught. I was at the doctor's this morning, and I said to him, my last period was last. April. So a year. I, I said, I think I'm actually officially menopausal. And he was like, okay, so I'm 52 and a half. Um, I don't drink any alcohol. I don't eat sugar. I don't eat processed carbs. Um, I get a lot of sleep and I try to get enough liquid and move my body. There's like the platforms, right? The foundational life. Yeah. I do think it, I have good genes. My mom looks great. My dad looks great. I, I do think that some of it's genetic. I also don't go in the sun. I don't want to get wrinkles. 
but I do think that my lifestyle, I do, I do feel like I look similar to how I looked, you know, five, 10 years ago. And I think yeah. that's the work I do with detox because yeah. uh, part of it is the food, you know, the toxins we eat. And then part of it is the way we live and the thoughts we have. And then some of it is just this waterfall of toxins. We sit underneath and wonder why we're, we're getting wet, right? Like, yeah. why is it hard to breathe and stand up? And why am I so soaking wet? Well, I'm standing under a waterfall. Yeah. And thank okay. you. Yeah. Really quick. Okay. So you, you, again, talking about, it's so funny, by the way, just thinking about your story, um, you, people telling you the universe knocking on your door saying, Hey, you, you should go into this. Yeah. And you know, it's just, it's so interesting. I, I'm wondering too, now as you coach and work with clients, even though they're all coming to you for maybe these health issues and stuff, how often do you find the mindset playing a role in the sense that, they're not really aligned. And maybe even back then for you, it's like, I'm, they're not really aligned with what they, they want to do. And, and here they are coming to you saying, I got this problem. I got this problem. And you're, you're thinking like from the medical perspective, sure. You have gut dysbiosis, you have these issues, but that's not really your problem. Guess what? It's this, it's your mind. It's something else. It's your beliefs. It's the, you mentioned the limiting beliefs. Like I'm not good enough. I could never be a doctor. Right. How often does that show up for you? I'm just curious. Well, our company is called five journeys because we believe that you take five unique pathways into optimal health, lifespan, longevity, not just lifespan, but, but true health span. And so there's your physical body, which is your bones, muscles, ligaments, your posture, your, your exercise, your chemistry, which is all the stuff people think about in functional medicine, your minerals, nutrients, hormones, toxins. But then there's your emotional health. That's what's your relationship to yourself. How do you talk to yourself? We're so mean to ourselves. And those thoughts, we have, what, 65,000 thoughts a day? And a huge portion of them are not kind. You would never speak to another human the way you speak to yourself. So that, then the social aspect, which is people, relationship, and spiritual. Why are you here? So given that that's, that's one of our core pillars of health. And so I do spend, I only treat women too. So I spend a lot of time working with women on how can you transform the way you think? How can you transform the way you act? Because your actions are, are a representation of the thoughts you're having. So if you think you're not worth it and you think that it's never going to go well and you think that you, you just don't deserve it, well, okay, the universe is going to give you what you deserve, right? The water seeks its lowest level. So I do a lot of work with people on transforming the way they think. And let me give an example. I never, ever, I have four kids. I never let my kids say, I can't do that. That is not, you're not allowed to say that in my house. You can say, I haven't mastered it yet. You can say, I'm working on it, or I can't do it yet. You always have to train the brain to understand that you're a work in progress. You're not done. You're just a work in progress. And so I work with my patients and clients a lot to talk about, because I'm listening to how they're, how I hear people's internal thoughts when they talk to me about like, oh, I didn't do that testing again. I'm such a failure. And I'm like, you're not, you're a busy human with lots of people relying on you and you're not on your own list. So let's talk, let's like talk about that. So I spend a lot of time on that because what you think is what you do. Yeah, so true. So true. I'm I'm curious for again, you talk a lot about detox. What was what was I guess one of the most surprising things that you learned about detoxification and your and your own detoxification journey? I mean, those are heavy things. Mold mold is a big one. Metal toxicity, celiac disease. What 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 most surprised you and that you'd say other people need to be thinking about this as well? 
it's so funny. I think you're asking me a different question than I want to answer. So I'll answer both. And yeah. the, the thing that most surprised me as I was working to clean up my life and clean up my, our house and clean up our environment was that there's plastic in tea bags. That's the thing that I was like, what? You know, you know that when you push hot water through a Keurig cup, a K cup, you're going to get plastic exposure. Maybe you don't. I'm telling you now, if you push hot water through plastic, you get that plastic. If you drink from a plastic water bottle, we all know these aren't good for us. But I was like, wait, my tea bags could have plastic in them. And it turns out that the top brands that we use are organic and they use a paper bag. So I, we weren't getting that exposure, but those sachets of tea were, are, are all plastic. So going back to the thing that you said, what was the most surprising? The most surprising thing to me around my toxins level. So it's all the tip of the iceberg. Meaning what you're able to measure when you have toxins, there's always more. It's literally the tip. So the first time I did my toxins metals testing, I actually blew off the result because I, I, uh, we, we start to treat over a level of eight and my lead level was uh, nine. And I was like, how bad could it be? Right. This is like before I really got into it. I just had these results from years ago because I did it and I blew it off. And Wendy, so, on that note, I mean, just listening to you talk, it's just a little bit of a plastic. Of course, like it's even if you even if you know the Keurig gives you the little bit of plastic, you're like, yep. eh, it's just a little bit of plastic. Who cares? I'm still I enjoy my cup of coffee, and it's easy, and I'm going to keep doing it. I can right. I mean, that's the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. That's the problem, Joel. It's not just that little. Well, sure, it's that little bit, but it's that little bit every day. And then there's another 500 chemicals that you're not thinking about that you're getting nailed by. So vegan leather, huge, right? Everyone wants to be vegan leather because it's mm -hmm. better for the cows. Cows don't want to be leather. You know, they, they're happy being cows, except vegan leather, guess what it is? It's plastic. Mm -hmm. And all of our electronics are plastic and they off gas. And by the way, you know, they come from other countries where who knows what pesticide was used to produce it. Uh, when we're looking, like I'm looking at the table that my stuff is on for podcasting and the desk I've had for a million years. So it's not off gassing any longer, but the paint we use to do our house and other pesticides in our food and the products we're using. And maybe one of my relatives bought a house on a golf course mm -hmm. and they were so psyched. They were like, Wendy, I bought a house on a golf course. I was like, no, did you buy it yet? Yes. I was like, Okay, because right, you're getting exposed to huge levels of glyphosate because nature loves diversity. Golf course is like a monoculture. So in order to get that monoculture beautiful grass, you have to spray the heck out of it. So you're right, Joel. Like, if that's your one vice, although I would argue there's a lot of other ways to get your vice in, but if that's your one vice, have your vice. But you have to guard against all the other things that you're getting exposed to, and we're not. We're not. The problem is we're not until we get a diagnosis of something like infertility, diabetes, obesity, cardiovascular disease, cancer, celiac disease, any autoimmune disease. All of them track back to toxins. So, so it's it's um, yeah, it it it, it is tough because we went to Peru and the water in Peru is not safe to drink. And so I drank from plastic. And the whole time I'm like, I'm going to hell. I'm drinking from plastic. I'm going to hell. That's it. You know, I'm, I was like, I'm going to have to go detox after I come back from my vacation because it was so toxic there. It was shocking. Like we talked to our tour guide and said, hey, are there a lot of pesticides used? Because it's a really poor country. 
So I thought, oh, everything will be organic because they don't have yeah. any money. No, everything is sprayed heavily because they can't afford for a crop to fail. Oh, it's actually wow. the opposite. So we came home from that vacation and like detoxed like crazy. So I I don't know how to argue it. The problem is we're getting death by a thousand cuts. It yeah. really is. Yeah. You know what? And, I, and, I'm, and I'm curious for you because Dr. Shauna Swan talks about this in her book, Countdown. And yep. with the infertility epidemic that we are facing with women and IVF and men, I mean, in their 30s, already they're on TRT because they have these low T levels and, you know, they, they trump it. Nobody can seem to tie these correlations together. Um, and I'm curious for you, how often you see that as well? And maybe in your own life, because we're talking about toxins, as as well as your clients that come through entering menopause way sooner than they maybe they should. And is that a toxin burden that they're experiencing? And when you bring down toxins, do you see them all of a sudden get their period back, et cetera? Like, um, yeah, that's it. I mean, you asked a huge question. I asked a monster so question. Sorry about that. You really that. did. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I, I was on a, a summit recording and I said, sugar's the devil. And I was like, oh, he, he said he was going to make a meme of it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get targeted for that one. So, so you're asking me a question that I'm going to get targeted for and I'll answer it anyway. But so, so the way I see it, disease stems from inflammation. That makes sense, right? There's a dysfunctional process occurring. So inflammation and dysfunction are the source of all disease. And whatever you name it me, I'm going to say, yes, cancer and result of massive inflammation that's gone wrong. Cardiovascular disease, dysfunction and inflammation. Type 2 diabetes, dysfunction and inflammation. Autoimmune disease, inflammation with a trigger and a genetic predisposition. So all of it kind of ends up at inflammation and dysfunction. And what causes that? Lifestyle. Certainly your lifestyle causes it, but so does your uh, toxin exposure, which some of it is intentional and some of it is unintentional, right? None of us walk outside and we're like, hit me universe with lots of poor air quality. None of us say that. But if you live near a highway, a golf course, a farm, or a manufacturing plant, your air quality is not that good. So you're getting exposed to particulate matter that you're breathing in, your body has to deal with. So I would say 100% disease all tracks back to toxins. And then the question is how much, and I love, I love that book, by the way, and how, how much can we pull it back? Because it's, it's, it's like we're on a train going downhill with no brakes because we've gotten used to the conveniences of modern life and we should, right? Like there's nothing wrong with modern life. I am a beneficiary of it. And there, there are ways to mitigate it that I would highly recommend. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. And I just think we've been brainwashed into thinking it's just normal though, right? Like, oh, it's normal to be 30 years old in TRT. It's right. normal to have arthritis in your bones at age 40 or 50 because that's just what happens. And I always try to remind people like, no, your bones were meant to last for a hundred years. Actually, they're very, the human body is amazing. It's not meant to be breaking down that early. It's breaking down because of your lifestyle, because of the nutrients, because of the toxins. So yeah, I love that. Really, on that note, you said I would mitigate against it, and I agree with you, and I'm even someone who – I might even take a binder a day just because of what you said because I live out here in Idaho, but I know they spray the crops and stuff. And yeah. uh, do you kind of espouse the same thing? Like, hey, I mean – we know glyphosate's just spreading out throughout the whole. I'm not going to be paranoid. I'm not going to be worried, but I might just take a binder once a day. How do you mitigate some of those damages? Yeah. So I'm a huge, I'm a, let me back up a step. I a hundred percent reject. And in our practice, we reject the idea that you are meant to die decrepit in your bed at 57. We reject that. 
we say you are meant to be vital, vibrant, healthy, able, and interested in intimacy till you're at least a hundred and that every decade gets better than the one before it, that you grow and develop and that you have true health span in your lifespan. Okay. Now I can answer your question. I'm a huge fan of test. Don't guess. So if you don't have the ability to, to work with a provider and do the testing on yourself, then sure, guard your downside, right? So if you, um, Wendy, sorry to interrupt, but what's yeah. one of your favorite tests to use on people? If they're just coming for a general, they're saying, Hey, I, I just want to see my toxic burden or they give you maybe, Hey, these are my issues. Yeah. And so, so interestingly enough, even though I'm, I'm, all about toxins. Toxins are not the foundational work that you have to do to get healthy. The foundational work you have to look at first for test don't guess is your gut health, your the way you're eating, the foods you're eating, your minerals and nutrients, your adrenal health. That's literally the foundation. If you don't deal with the foundation and you skip it and you go right to toxins. Now, having said that, I have a 32-year-old patient in my practice with recurrent aggressive breast cancer. We've skipped the gut stuff. I mean, we did sort of lip service. We're like, we'll do the test. So we have it. Unless there's something egregious, we went right to toxins. And guess what? She has a lead level of 74. That's not normal. Okay. So, so you first have to deal with the foundation of your health because if you skip right to toxins, you're going to feel cruddy. You're going to feel awful because you release all these toxins, but guess what? You pee and poop them out, pee, poop, and sweat. So usually people's kidneys are okay. I rarely get people whose kidneys are, are dysfunctional, but I get a lot of people whose gut is dysfunctional. And if your gut's dysfunctional, you're going to recycle those toxins. So you're going to do all this work and then recycle. So let's go back to the binders. You're not going to harm yourself. If you have no access to care and you know that you're getting exposed, I'm a huge fan of a couple of things. Uh, we use a supplement called Lean and Clean. It's the propylmanin konjac fiber. It binds all of the strains of mycotoxins. Fiber also helps clean the gut. So it helps to bind randos, you know, those toxins that you're like, I didn't even know about that. Helps do that. And then I'm a huge fan if you're well, it's funny. I only treat women, so I'm a huge fan for women, but also men really need it. What you need is to inhibit this enzyme in the gut called beta-glucuronidase. This, this little nasty enzyme is taking your hormones that you're trying to poop out and instead separating them. When they're bound, they're water-soluble. They can hang out in your gut, but when they're unbound, they're fat-soluble and they're more toxic. I've skipped over all of how, how'd you get there anyway, but it's a more toxic form of your yeah. hormone that you're trying to get rid of. It's no longer water soluble, it's fat soluble, goes back in your bloodstream, raises the level of dysfunctional hormones and estradiol, forms of estradiol that are, that are harmful. And then you have hormone imbalances. And you're talking about fertility, infertility, low testosterone. A lot of this comes back to what's happening in the gut. So almost everyone, I'm a huge fan of uh, calcium deglucurate and, and broccoli seed and DIM because it's pushing your hormonal hormonal reactions in the right direction so that you're not recycling toxic hormones. Yeah. So good. That was good. There's some other supplements I've never heard of. So thank you. That was, that was amazing. You know, if you go to the EPA's website, I know you know this, but just for anyone listening, they, they actually tell you straight up on their website that you're being bombarded by 86,000 man-made toxins every year. Yeah. In your opinion, what's like the worst? What, or what do you see? There's like a top five where you're like, you better watch out for these. These are, yeah. these are killing you. Yeah. Thank you for not making me pick one. Cause it's like, <laughs> who's your favorite child? Yeah. N none of them. Yeah. Depends on the day. Right. So, okay. So who's my least favorite child is really what you're asking. So 
you know, we all eat every day. So to me, the quality of food that you're eating and whether it's organic, not organic is, is a pretty big conversation because you do it all the time. If you did it once a month, that would be a different conversation. But because three to six times a day people eat, my vote is the toxins in our food, particularly herbicide, particularly glyphosate, that those are the, that's a very impactful behavior to take. And then plastic. So you're never going to get rid of it. There was some New York Times article a couple months ago about this reporter who tried to do a whole day without toxins, without plastic, and he had like 300 violations. And because you can't even eat a piece of fruit without peeling that plastic sticker off, right? Oh, yeah. So let's pick big battles with plastic. Don't drink from anything plastic. That includes water, kombucha. You know, these are the things you don't really think about. Iced tea something from your local coffee shop that comes in a plastic, don't drink from plastic. Don't get plastic water. Don't get big jugs. Someone said, is it better if I get a five gallon jug? I'm like, nope, just a five gallon jug. Don't get that, right? If you're a prepper, sure, you're going to have plastic water bottles in preparation for the world ending, but you hope never to drink that, right? That's just sitting there. So plastic would be my second thing. And then a 1989 study from Massachusetts showed that one in six deaths, one in every six deaths is due to air or water quality. So on top of not drinking from plastic, I would say to the best of your financial ability, filter your air, filter your water. So this is where it comes down to budget, right? If you have unlimited budget, cool, get a whole house filter and a filter in every room for air and and then water for every point of use. If you can't do that, then get the best quality countertop filter that you can get and just do your best, right? Like whatever you can work with, do your best. So those are the top four things I would say are most impactful. And then the fifth, I would say are your thoughts. Yeah. Like we talked about it. You have journeys. How beautiful is that? Right. All these thoughts manage your brain. That is so good. I want to ask you, okay, budget is not an issue. What is Dr. Wendy Trubeau? What does she have at her house when it comes to air filter and water? Because okay. most people, when they hear you say water filter, Wendy, they think, they oh, think yeah, I have yeah. a Brita filter. And Brita. a Brita, guys, I'm sorry, it ain't doing nothing for you. It's it's better than nothing, right? Like, it's a good start. But, okay, so I have a disclosure to make, Joel. I have analysis paralysis on air filters. I'm like... <laughs> Every day I you're even, Googling a new filter, like, maybe it's this. Maybe I should invest in this one now instead. I, it's like lines on it. It's like squiggles on a page when I look at the air filters and compare them. So I got... So I will say, we got... The, oh man, IQ Air for our cars because we got two new cars and we the chemicals in new cars are obliterating. You know, it was like 300 chemicals. So we got, I was like, we're getting filters for these cars. So we got filters for the two cars that we bought over the last couple of years. And then we have an Aquasana whole house water filter for the whole house. And then we have at the kitchen, we have a a charcoal filter. And then I've been debating getting another one for the bathroom, the bathroom that I drink the water from, but I'm like, I'm filtering the whole house. So what we're left with is perchlorate and perchlorate comes out with the other forms of detox that I'm doing. So that, and then the whole house one I've been debating, and then I've had analysis paralysis on the filter because we had a guy come in, evaluate the air, blah, blah, blah. And he gave me a list of five. I was like, dude, you need to just give me one. Like you should just say to me, this is the one. Yes. Give me best in class and I'll get it. But he gave me five. I was like, 
I don't know what to pick. So it's in my in basket, right? And I keep coming back to it and be like, I don't have the brain space for this. Yeah. So, uh, but I do know that IQ Air is fantastic. Air Doctor is fantastic. Uh, we just haven't pulled the trigger on anything because I'm like, I don't know what to pick. Yeah. That, it totally makes sense. I mean, they all have like similar but different technologies. And I have a, a molecule and the Air Doctor I'm familiar with. IQ, yeah. I know that's a good brand. So that's that's helpful though. You know, I, I'm just curious for all the women that are coming to see you. I was working a lot in the past with women with weight loss issues and even, of course, hormonal issues. How often do you, they're coming for you because they have, let's just say weight loss. Cause that's, that seems, that seems simple. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I know. I need to exercise more and I need to eat less. And really what you find out from talking to them has nothing to do with that. Actually, it has to do with your toxic burden. We need to, yeah. we need to reduce that. Does that happen a, a lot? And same thing with the hormonal the issues or menopause and perimenopause. All the time. I mean, here's the thing, Joel. People don't come to me and say, I know I need to move my body more and eat less. They're saying to me, I'm doing everything right and I can't lose a pound. That's what I really get is the women who are doing everything right and can't lose weight. And every human, including me, when I came back from this trip in 2019 and my hair came out in clumps and I gained almost 10 pounds, I was like, oh, my thyroid must be off. Wow. And I have access to testing. So I was like, I'll order testing on myself. My thyroid was perfect. Then I was like, effing perimenopause. I'll check my hormones. Perfect. My hormones were perfect four years ago. Like perfect, like I didn't need hormones. Yeah. And it was only when I heard the report that Notre Dame, when it burned, released 500 tons of lead dust into the air. And we were in Notre Dame right after it burned that I went, oh, like the light went off, right? I was like, oh, it's a toxins issue. So essentially every woman who comes and sits in this chair, you can't see my office, but right on the other side of the camera is the chair for people to sit. And they sit and they say, I'm doing everything right. I even cut out dessert. And, I, and I'm like, okay, well, we know we have a toxins issue then, right? Because you're doing everything right and you're not losing any weight and someone else has already checked your hormones and your thyroid. So cool, I'm off the hook there. Now let's get to work. So a lot of people actually. Because, yeah. um, uh, you know, there's literally no place on the earth that's contaminated. There are plastic microparticles in Siberia. There's no people in Siberia. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty pervasive. And do you work with a lot of women? Uh, and I've, and I've kind of I've hit on this point already. But do you work with a lot of women that uh, they're – and I, maybe this is going to be actually a segue for your next book. I have no idea. But because I'm just thinking about the topic of menopause. Yeah. And I know a lot of women, they struggle with that, right? They have such a hard time. And I don't want to give – I'll definitely bring you back for the, the, that, that discussion. But I guess my question is they're thinking, man, I just – I got these mood swings and these hot flashes – and when you bring down their toxic burden and heal and seal their gut, do all of a sudden, does their period come back a lot of times or do they just have less of a reaction with these hot flashes? What do you see? Yeah, it's a, it's a really nuanced question, Joel. So let's dive into it. So people who have premature ovarian failure, they've stopped their periods before 40 and it's not familial. It's not like they say, oh yeah, my mom went through menopause at 39 and I'm like, oh, oh, here we go. It's not genetic, right? And they don't have the uh, fragile X gene and there's no explanation for it. Then it's, I'm looking for toxins, 100%. I mean, we have people who've lost all the hair on their body and have been told, oh, you just have autoimmune alopecia. I'm like, no, no, you got toxins and her hair's grown back. So, yeah. so um, 
I would say there's stages. So women who have premature ovarian failure, my standard line is in the sand is we really can't evaluate you until we get you really optimized and get the toxins out. And there'll be some tipping point where your body says, okay, you've taken enough out and it'll either start menstruating again or it won't. You know, it's hard to say, Mm -hmm. but it's worth a try, right? Because we have seen people get their period back. Then there's the perimenopause. So you're headed for the end of your period. The question is, how are you going to get there? Are you going to get there by bleeding every three days? Are you going to get there by being evil? Are you going to get there with total brain fog? Are you going to get there? Like in Japan, perimenopause isn't a thing. There's no thing, perimenopause. Women just stop having periods at some point. So that's my goal for women is that they just, they're like, oh yeah, it just stopped. Yeah. And there's no drama, right? Except what we don't talk about, and we do talk about a lot in our books, Sweaty and Bitchy, is that we live lives that stress our adrenals. And when we have, when we enter perimenopause and menopause, our adrenals are doing the work to manage our hormones. And if our adrenals are tapped out, then guess what? They're not going to supply the testosterone, the progesterone, and the estradiol that we need because you're so busy in the fight, flight, or freeze life or death pathway of cortisol, cortisone, aldosterone. That's going to keep you alive. So if you don't manage your stress and manage your lifestyle and manage your sleep and your thoughts and all of that, you're going to enter perimenopause pretty tapped out. And every woman I know is tapped out. I don't know as many guys because I only see women, but I mean- most people, most humans are tapped out. So that leaves very little play for the adrenals to pick up the slack when the, when the ovaries in particular quiet. That's so fascinating that, that tie in with Japan. And so why are the Japanese doing so much better? Is it because they are less stressed because their adrenals aren't blown out because their lifestyle just promotes, I don't know, times to yeah. be more thoughtful and, and, you know, and, and I know you've traveled and stuff. So I've been to other countries myself, and I just remember when I was in Italy for three months, it's, it's just a slower pace, and people are enjoying themselves, and I know in America, I was on such a 24-7, like, I got to go, 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 and, and Starbucks is open 24-7, thank God, and, you know, they do siestas and stuff, it's just a, the culture is so much different, and, and, and it's, it's God bless them for that, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of factors that go into that. So I don't want to say, oh, it's X or it's Y, but I think when you look at the sum total of... For better or worse, Japan is much more defined along gender roles. So men work outside the home, women work in the home. I'm not going to debate that right now, right? Like, I don't want to say that's bad or good, but I do think it lends itself to, you know, your lane and you don't have to juggle multiple things. I know as a, a woman who works outside the home and then manages a very busy home, it's a lot. Um, and so, and most people don't have as much help as they could use to manage all that. And we're not living in communities the way we used to. Yeah. So you're, it's not like your, your parent says, do you go play outside? And you know that there's 10 kids out there and everyone's playing. No, everyone's going to activities that you are driving them to. So I think that there's a lot of facets that go in that. And you look at a sort of traditional Japanese diet, it's cleaner than a standard American diet. And then, uh, I think that stress management is valued, you know, like really focusing your mind. And I think those are values that we're not holding in quite the same way. And, mm-hmm. and so when you put the sum total of that together, it impacts women's experience. Now that's not to say that women aren't stressed. That's not it. It's just a different, it's a different life. 
That is, yeah, no, that is very insightful. That's something I think everyone can take home today. That's like, that's beautiful. Let's get into just a couple of tactical things, and we, we, you've kind of mentioned them already, but just what, uh, what would be just some practical things that we can do to mitigate the toxic burden? And again, you've brought up some really good ones, but if, if just somebody needs like a, a punch list, like, hey, here's the top five things. Like, I can start going right now into my life, make some easy transitions, and just start bringing down that toxic burden. What would you say? Okay, let me ask you a question before I answer that, Joel. I have a glass of toxins. If you like it bubbly, I can make it bubbly. If you like it flat, I can make it flat. Either way, it doesn't taste all that good. It's an acquired taste. Um, it's a total toxin, just to acknowledge. And if you drink it, it's going to mess up your liver. And um, it's going to mess your brain up, and you probably won't feel very well tomorrow. Would you like a big glass or a small glass? Small, please, and bubbly. Right? You'd be like, I don't think I want any. <laughs> So when I answer your question about the top five things to do, one of the most impactful things and the least popular is to stop drinking alcohol. Mm. Because when you drink alcohol, you're drinking a toxin. You could kill yourself by drinking too much. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't have sex and kill yourself directly, right? It's not like a, yeah. an A to B, yeah. but you really could drink yourself to death overnight. And so because of that, when you drink alcohol, you stop the presses for detox you're only focused on alcohol because it's life or death. So one of the most impactful things you can do is either cut it down or cut it out, which is totally non-popular. So most people are like, yep, good, po good podcast, Joel, next. But it really is very impactful because when you're dealing with alcohol, you can't deal with toxins because alcohol is the biggest, baddest toxin in the room. Okay. Wow. So let's set that to the side because most people aren't going to do that, right? But I, I, I'm really happy you brought that up because, you know, I'm a guy who I love my glass of red wine and I try to drink some dry farms and I get it. It's still a toxin. Like I'm not going to be saying, oh, but it's, it's better. Yeah, it, it is better. Yeah, it's but better, it's right? Like level up, level yeah. up your toxin at least. Yeah. Level up. That's good. That's, that's a great name for actually a, a wine. Level up your toxin. But yeah, I, I understand that I'm dealing with it, but I think even I've just kind of been like, yeah, but it's not that bad. So just hearing you say like, the number one thing, Joel, that I would do is that I, I think that it's helpful for me as someone who lives a pretty healthy life, but still likes to imbibe in these things. Wow. I didn't, I didn't, I never really thought about that. So thank you. Right. Like I'm offering you literally a glass of toxins and people pay good money for it, by the way. Yeah. So what I would say is if you're going to drink, sometimes it's the experience you're looking for. You're not looking necessarily to pound. You're looking for, I want to sit with people and have a glass of something. Okay, cool. Let's replicate that experience with the minimal amount of alcohol possible. So can you drink a spritzer instead of a glass of wine? Or can you have it on the rocks instead of straight? Can you do a smaller glass? Can you do it less frequently? Can you stop after one instead of having a second? Particularly women, we don't process alcohol the same way men do as, as rapidly. So alcohol for women is almost worse because we're trying to keep up with people and it's, it really sets us back. So for women, I think it's something like two to four drinks a week. And some women have two drinks a night. Yeah. Um, so, and it's so funny. I remember my patient, one of my patients, she leads a really healthy life, Joel. She's like super healthy, but she's like, I love my wine. I'm not giving it up. I'm drinking two a night. I'm like, okay, just, you know, like, I'm not here to yell at you. I'm not your mother. You have a mother. You have, you have people who will yell at you. My job is to present the information and I'll then support you in what you're up to. So I said to her, my job is to just let you know that that's really not 
good for your health and it's not safe for you. And given how much work we're doing for detox and how you want to live long, maybe we should consider decreasing. She's like, no. And then she came for a follow-up after like eight weeks. And she said to me, I want to let you know, I, I stopped drinking. I was like, what? You told me you were never going to stop drinking. You love the experience. She's like, I know, but I thought about it. And I didn't like how it made me feel. So now I drink infrequently. I was like, oh my God. So you never know the difference you're going to make, which is why I have that thing above me that you never know who you're inspiring because you never know. So it is really impactful. So, and, and try to replicate the experience with less alcohol, whatever that would look like. You know, maybe, maybe you want sparkling water in a wine glass. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, I've switched to drinking a lot of kava recently yeah. and um, it's, I love it. I mean, it, I, I don't miss alcohol. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like a glass of red wine every now and then, but, but like, I was a guy who would have uh, whatever a glass with dinner, maybe two to three times a week, and uh, now I don't, I don't, I don't miss it because, like you said, I just replaced it with kava, and yeah. I love it. So yeah. Yeah. The question is, how can you do it without feeling like you're missing out or you're left out? Um, and it's amazing. I mean, I'm 52 and a half. I still get peer pressure from people who are like, "Why aren't you drinking?" I'm like, I don't like how I feel. Well, why aren't you drinking anyway? Wait. What part of I don't like how I feel wasn't clear. I just don't drink because I don't like how I feel because yeah. of that adrenal issue. And I swore until my adrenals were rock solid, I wasn't going to drink because I didn't like how I felt. Okay. So that's number one. Number two I've touched on is in any way possible to the highest level of your budget, level up around your food. That means if you're eating processed food, try to replace that with something that looks like itself, that doesn't actually have an ingredient list that you go, oh, that's a vegetable. Vegetables are preferred over fruits because fruits have more sugar. So people, when they hear five to seven servings of fruits and vegetables, they stop listening after fruits and they go five to seven servings of fruits a day. No, it's really like one to two servings of fruit and five to six servings of vegetables and not, and not the sweet potato vegetables. It's not the root vegetables. It's the green leafy vegetables. Like you can have unlimited green leafy vegetables, fill yourself up, knock yourself out, but you can't have five to seven of fruit because it's too much sugar. The RDA for sugar is 40, 40 grams a day. We used to eat 40 grams in a year in the 1800s. Now we eat like 80 a day, but sugar is inflammatory and it's, it's its own form of toxin. So level up your food as much as you can. Go organic as much as you can. Get frozen organic versus local, not organic, right? Like try to try to pick your battles and look for the dirty dozen. Try to get those organic. And then you can be more flexible on the clean 15. That's an environmental working group list that they put out every year. All right, that's two. Three, manage your thoughts because you can shut down detox by having thoughts like, I'll give you an example. We were driving in a car on our way from... Um, Palm Springs, California to I think LA and it's a couple hour drive. And my mom was in Palm Springs with my four kids. This is like five years ago. So they were all young and they had these huge barriers in California on the highway, huge, like 15 feet high. And we're in the left-hand lane next to the barrier and out of the corner, my husband's driving and out of the corner of my eye, I see two car, two lanes over this car swerving. And and, you know, in that split second, I thought, well, they're going to swerve into the car that's right in front of us. And that car is going to swerve into us. And we have nowhere to go because there's a, there's a barrier. So I'm like, break, 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 break. And my husband does, cause he's used to me doing this weird stuff and he does. And the car next to us swerves right in front of us, but doesn't hit us. And we don't hit anything. And there was nobody behind us. So no one got hurt. Okay, Joel, nobody got hurt. That's like the thing to take home. 
except it took me two days to recover because I was jittery and anxious. And I was like, the whole time I was like, you know, my hands were shaking and I was like, okay, I guess my adrenals aren't handled yet. I guess my adrenals aren't as healthy as I kind of thought they were. And um, so your thoughts can, and nothing happened, right? Ultimately nothing happened, but your thoughts can send you down a path that will shut down detox, shut the system down and throw you out. So manage your thoughts. And then the next thing is, I would say, level up your water to the best of your financial ability, wherever that is. If Brita's where you can go, go to Brita. If you can go to Berkey, great, another countertop option. But do your research and figure out, okay, where am I going to wind up? A lot of fridges have filters in them now, and I think they're charcoal. So that's not bad, right? Like that's a better thing than just drinking from the tap and yeah. test your water. The EWG actually has reports on all the municipalities, so you can dive into the Environmental Working Group. They have a report on every municipality water. And so if you live in a place where there's not well water, it's been tested. You can look to see what are the particulate matter. And amazingly, we live in a really good, really good water system, theoretically. But we put in this whole house water filter because I had this whole experience with being sick. And I was like a little bit on the crazy side at the end of it. because I'm like, well, we got to mitigate these. So we put in a whole house water filter thinking like, I don't know what we're filtering, but we will put it in. We just changed our filters like four weeks ago. And the pre-filter was black. It starts out white. It was mm -hmm. black, full of sludge. Wow. And uh, I mean, so even in good water systems, there's an opportunity to level up. So level up to the best of your financial ability. And then I would say air, you know, especially because we're looking at one in success mm -hmm. or it's either air or stop drinking from plastic. I, yeah. I would say stop drinking from plastic because that's tangible. You can say, okay, I got a metal water bottle, a stainless steel water bottle. I got a glass water bottle. Like you get something that's good for the earth and good for you. Mm -hmm. That would be my fifth thing. But water, like air is right behind it. So good. That, that is great. I want to get ready and kind of wrap some things up, but any, uh, you mentioned the the book, the, but any other exciting projects you want to talk about that you guys are up to other than the book? Sure. I mean, our summit just launched. So we just completed our environmental toxicants, autoimmunity and chronic diseases summit. So that's still online through doctor talks, people who want to listen it. We had over 40 specialists talking, including Mark Hyman, Terry Walls, uh, Ari Witten, Brian Vasley. We just had all the leaders in healthcare who are all about detox. So that's fantastic. And then our Dirty Girl detox line is coming live actually for people who are like, what should I do? Right? Well, I want to help my mitochondria. I want to take something that's going to help me. We designed something to support the mitochondria, help you detox ongoingly because your liver needs the B vitamins and, and, and acetylcysteine. And, and uh, so it's got a whole range of things that help support you, even though you're going to live the life you live. Right? So and it's got the fiber there too, because you need the fiber. Yeah. So that's dirtygolddetox.com. And then we have our podcast, which is the Five Journeys Feel Freaking Amazing podcast. So Such that's a great that's our, it's, it's currently listed as uh, Live Like You Matter, but we decided our brand is Feel Freaking Amazing. So we're changing the name. I love it. I love it much better. I'm glad you guys made the switch. You yeah. surrendered to the flow that the universe was uh, telling you again. So Feel I think that was Freaking Amazing. Before we jump into some final round questions, just uh, anything else I didn't I didn't ask you that you wish I had? Yeah, I think the thing you didn't ask that I'd love to address is that people get resigned, right? Like you mentioned it, the thing that I reject is this whole idea that you're going to decline. But no, we decline because our systems get less resilient. Not because we don't get less resilient as we decline. 
we get less resilient and then we decline. So ways to improve resilience is to get rid of your toxins, take care of your body because it will, it is meant to serve you for at least a hundred years. So you can impact. And if you have an autoimmune disease or chronic disease, or you already have heart disease, they're reversible. That's the thing to remember. It's, it's reversible. You're not stuck with it. So good. I always tell people, you just got to change the input that your body is receiving. You change the input, the body knows how to heal. It just needs the right input. So totally to your lines. I love that. All right. That's beautiful. Let's jump into some final round questions and we'll wrap it up. All right. Wendy, I'm curious, were, were there any just choices or maybe a choice that you think you made that made you who you are today? I mean, certainly going to med school and getting my combined MD MBA at the same time that absolutely altered the trajectory of my life. That's one. And then not getting married until I was in my thirties and, and, and just making sure that who I was choosing was a good long-term partner made it. Those two things have made huge impacts on my life. Yeah. Love that. Especially the, the partner part. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. And I've heard a lot of people tell me that make, yeah. Yeah, make sure you pick the right partner. That's huge. You know, you're doing so much in the health and wellness world. I'm just curious, is there anybody that inspires you or anybody that you follow in all their work? I follow a ton of people. So if you follow me on Instagram and Facebook, you'll see who I follow. Um, I would say some of the people I listed off, like they don't have huge social media. So Mark Hyman is huge on social media. I follow him and Terry Walls, um, Joel Kahn. These are all, to me, leaders in the space, but there's so many. Yeah. So... um, uh, I'm thinking it's keto camp and I'm totally oh, Dr. blanking. Uh, ben ben Azadi. Yeah. I love Ben. Like I love yeah. these people. I'm part of the mastermind group and the mind share. So anyone in JG virgins, uh, circles, I just, I love all these people. Sinclair Canale. They're all really committed to health, longevity, and great lifespan, health span in your lifespan. So all those people. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Those are so, you named off some great people. Uh, I'm a big reader. Any is there like a, a top three, one to three books that you're just man? You read them and you, you said this had a huge impact. I would recommend everyone go out and read these. Of course, other than your book, Dirty Girl. I mean, outside of Dirty Girl, yeah. right? Um, I, I mean, the whole line of Mark Hyman's books are fantastic. Terry Walls, I don't think has a book. She's the Protocol, and then I mean, Shauna Swan's book Countdown about the horrors of of fertility is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, now we've referred to it twice. I would absolutely read that. Yeah. That's a big one. Love those last two questions. We'll wrap it up. Any rituals or practices or hacks or anything that you do like on a regular basis? Some people do gratitude journals, but yeah. Anything that you do regularly? I do. Um, so I am a huge believer because of the data that I've seen that taking my supplements and eating in a particular way works for me. And so every two weeks on a Sunday, I, or Saturday, depending on the day, but usually Sunday, I get my supplement packs together for the week so I can grab and go so that I can leave the house, grab my supplement. That's my biggest hack is don't open all the bottles. I take like, I've lost count of how many supplements I take between the binders and the toxins removal and the metals removal and then the general health and the well-being and the, the gut mito, gut gut binder. I mean, everything. So I put them ahead of time so that I can grab and go because there's no way I'm going to open all those bottles every day. I'm not going to do it. It takes too long. So I do it once every two weeks and then I literally grab a bag and take it with me. Nice. Yeah. Take the thought, the choices out of it. Just go. Yeah. 
It's just, it's not negotiable. And that's like the hardest part when we travel and it encompasses a Sunday. I'm like, oh, I didn't do my supplements. So that's yeah. the challenge is, is how do I, how do I get back on track when I'm off track? Yep. Last but not least, Dr. Wendy Turbo, where can people find you, connect with you, learn more about what you're doing? Love it. I love interacting with people. So find me, reach out to me. Uh, please don't stalk me. That would be weird, but like, let's be in relationship and be in partnership. So, uh, Instagram and Facebook at Wendy Trubo MD, the, the national brand is dirty girl detox. And then our local brand for the clinic, if people are in the new England area is five journeys.com and our podcast, which is the five journeys podcast, live like you matter, AKA feel freaking amazing. Love it. Dr. Wendy Trubo. Thank you for being on the show. Appreciate you. Hey, my pleasure, Joel. Thanks for having me on.